suck it like you do those dicks you do. <laughs> you gotta eat the mic put it in your mouth it's great it's great this is actually the first episode of how to do drugs uh of the what? year of, of 2023 yeah congrats I, 2023 yeah and, and uh i'm Aliyah janine i'm the host if you guys forgot um and then today, Hello. I have Nathaniel here. Um, I don't know why I just pointed like we were actually on camera. Um, it makes things easier. <laughs> <laughs> there is no video for this one. This is um, not necessarily an incognito, but, you know, he's a, he's a young man and has a big future ahead of him. <laughs> we don't want to taint that like I do everything else that I touch now. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. It's not that bad. <laughs> well, my mom told me. I'm kidding. She's never said that. She doesn't talk to me anymore. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Well, I, I tried to do this. I started doing this podcast, uh, one, because... Um, I like drugs. I've always liked drugs. Um, Me too. I've always, always had um, probably a toxic relationship with <laughs> drugs, but they they make the world go round. Um, they certainly do. They drive a lot more of our economy than people realize. Pretty a lot of it. I mean, look at how much just big pharma in general that they. The amount of money that they have and that they could get away with selling certain types of drugs. We're not even going to get started on the whole pharma thing. That's, <laughs> not that's yet. a whole rabbit hole. <laughs> it really can be. I, um... I've always liked, I grew up around drug addicts, you, you know, pretty heavy uh, drug users. Uh, some like specific types of drugs, others just, just mild. My, my mom, she, she's a hippie. She's always liked, uh, you know, weed. She, she's always been a big pothead. She can't really drink at all. Um, mushrooms. I know when she was younger, she did some coke. My dad, um, everything. My dad, <laughs> he was a big big heroin and um and crack smoker he liked both which are two very different they're very different but they do often find themselves in the yes circle. and and i always i just assumed because he's bipolar so i always assumed it was like uh where he was in his bipolar cycle so if he was super manic he was smoking crack because that's an upper and like he'll yeah, do yeah, uppers yeah. and it'll he wants keep, to go high going, right, yeah he right. wants to go do stuff and then and then when he hits his depressive state then and then that's when the heroin would come out. <laughs> Just pulling needles if, out of his arm if, in the morning. If only you could determine what drugs people were on by the mental state they were in. That actually, well, can you? I don't know. It might. There might be some some uh, some science to it, but I doubt. I doubt it's I doubt ever it's... been um, explored. No, I doubt it. Because I, because um, I found out later in life that I have ADHD. I found out just you know a year or two ago, but it does and explain. That's why coke just always narrowed <laughs> <down>. Yes, <laughs> that's why cocaine has always been my favorite drug. I'm like, I am so productive on this. Do shit. I'm like, I, I I could talk normal. Like I have to to actually get like super fucked up. I like I have to do a ridiculous amount of right. it, which I would do, which is why. I saw a TikTok video of this chick who had to get um, her nose redone because her nose collapsed, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she burned a hole in her septum, and 
And um, if you guys have seen Artie Lang, like it happened to his nose as well. And I was just like, and I'm feeling mine. And I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> that's a little more tender. That's than it that was. is it's not, te- but it's definitely flimsy. <laughs> where I I feel like I could do like a batting thing with it, you know, or, or like the boxers with yeah, the, yeah, the speed yeah. thing with my fucking with my nose. I was like, oh, maybe I need to. St- I'm like, maybe I need to start smoking it. I don't know. <laughs> Because I obviously can't, I can't snort it anymore because I'm going to fucking, well, the crazy thing when I was younger and I started going to raves and stuff, I used to go to a lot of raves, um, in the late 90s, early 2000s, when they were still kind of underground yeah, and cool. Yeah, whenever you had to actually go look for them. And yeah, and in Chicago, when house music was created. Night, you were like, oh. You were like, whenever I saw on Ticketmaster that you could buy tickets to a fucking rave, I was like, I was it. done. Yeah, I was done. I, I, I hung up my fat pants. I'm like, I am done. Glow sticks gone. Frog backpack out of here. I am now a grown up. But me and my girlfriend, um, because we would dabble in meth and glass, I guess, is supposed to be the purest form of meth or whatever the drug dealer was trying to tell us. <laughs> um, but we would do that, and, and she had her septum pierced, and that was like a thing. It's like, oh, we want our noses to be like weak, you know, like that, because we're young and dumb and doing drugs. So that <laughs> sounded really cool. And then as you get older, you see that. I'd be like, no, that's actually a horrible idea. It's awful. Your face is going to collapse. <laughs> it literally collapsed. Like, she had to have, like, part of her forehead. Like, she had skin taken off from part of her forehead. She has this gnarly scar going all the way down and... They had to like take skin from other places. I was like, "Yo, you know how they do that uh, that balloon sinuplasty?" Yeah, yeah. Does yeah. that does that work any better? Does I that, don't. Maybe not for her. Does or, that make it to where you can take more in? More in. I'm like, <laughs> just, I mean, my sinuses are definitely. They are. There's there's some gapes in there for sure. I always loved it when I went to the doctor when I was young there was after this one rave it was a it's like a three-day outdoor camping rave and i forgot my glasses so i just wore my contacts yeah. all weekend and there was sand and shit and i ended up really fucking up my eyes something furious like towards like the last day of the festival there's like kind of like a goop and shit because I still have a mint because I, I am seriously blind and I'm the one driving. So I'm like, I had to wear sunglasses. I had to have a hat on. And I'm like, I just need to get home to take these out. And I was still underneath my parents' insurance because I was only like 18, 19. <laughs> And I go to the doctor and he's like, yeah, like I scratched my corneas basically. Yeah. Um, not, not too bad. He's like if another day and he's like, you would have had some serious fucking issues. Gave me some drops. And then like he's checking other stuff and he's like, he's like, so how was this? But, you know, because there's all this shit in my nostrils because it's also outdoors. So we're blowing our nose. So there's just dirt. Right. Right. As well. I'm like, uh, please let him just see the dirt and not like the fucking two eight balls of cocaine <laughs> that I did this weekend up there. I'm like, can he tell? I'm like, shit. I don't know. He has a fucking bright light. You know, those fucking little nose yeah, things. Yeah. And then the ears. And I'm like, can he see it in my ears, too? <laughs> did cocaine come out of my ears? That's all connected. All the signs. This stuff yeah, is connected. Yeah, yeah. That's why you cough whenever you clean your ears too deep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you get that like tickle in your throat, and you're throat. like, "How is that possible?" Yeah, deep throat that Q-tip, baby. You got to be careful with that. Yeah, Q-tips are apparently bad for your ears. Like you're not supposed to. My entire life, childhood has been a lie. Oh, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, 
<laughs> which is crazy so so you're younger how old are you you're um 27 yeah no you're a baby just a child I'm just a child well your brain is technically develops now it develops later sometimes <laughs> around 25 to 30 for for men it didn't help that i had a few pieces taken out around 20 22 so yeah what why did you have parts taken out i had a golf ball sized tumor in my left frontal lobe what oh wow was it like benign or was it like it a was stage two jesus oh so you're also a cancer survivor hey. look at that so how did that um like what part of so the left side um it was left frontal about a couple inches in front of my ear okay and about midway in so like they had to actually go into my brain it, it really affects um a lot of things like um i figured out probably a few years ago that um staying up more than 48 hours mm -hmm. if i don't have my if i haven't been taking my medication mm -hmm. is like danger water like seizures oh wow just out of the blue never see them come in yeah like one day one day i was coming home or i came home from this party we'd been out like it'd probably been friday saturday night party but i was up at home request uh, recuperating on sunday mm -hmm. wasn't feeling good got up drove to domino's got some pizza and then on my way back i was like man i feel like i'm fixing to throw up so i pulled over on the side of the highway and like opened up my door leaned out didn't have to throw up closed the door fucking or pulled it kind of closed and just sat there i was like oh my goodness next thing you know i'm waking up in a hospital room oh wow and i'd been picked up off the side of the road cops were driving by and, and saw you and saw me fell out of the side of my car out of my car and i was laying like oh and almost, yeah, almost in the highway oh my god yeah like, that's terrifying yeah it's it's hilarious well i mean it's kind of because he's probably because the cop is like this drunk motherfucker yep. like that would be my first to be like this fucking idiot <laughs> just waste yeah. so they pulled over and saw that i was seizing whenever i finally came to i was in the ambulance going to the hospital and mm -hmm. uh, they the fuck, fucking assholes towed my car didn't even bother didn't even try to get me to call somebody to see if they could like pick up yeah, the car pick car up or anything like my family all lived in that area so yeah it would have been, been an been easy like pickup minute you know come pick it up and then i'd have been back at home and had my car back mm -hmm. but i got out of the hospital and my car was already fucking towed off and i was broke at the time because i had just spent all my money all weekend yeah <laughs> obviously so had to wait like a week and a half. So by that time, the fucking bill in the tow yard had gone up like. Oh, yeah, because they charge you every day, yeah. don't they? Yeah. yeah. It's like a parking fee. Or I was so fucking mad. So mad. It was awful. And that was whenever I had started getting my life right. Well, that always they, they always <laughs> like to kick you, you know, just As you're starting to come back up. To yeah, you, just yeah. be like, just to remind you, <laughs> you're still at the bottom of the tub. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that sucks. So what um, the stage two, that's crazy. So did it affect anything else like sight or sound or like, do you I'd have had, crazy dreams now? I had no problems with it. I didn't even know that I had it until I was uh, 18. I got in a car accident with a a friend of mine, mm -hmm. and they did a CT scan to make yeah. sure. Yeah, and uh, the the lawyer was like, "Oh, this is fucking great. We're gonna get you fucking loaded because you're just gonna say that this was caused by the accident." Blah 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 blah. We're gonna send you this neurologist. Perfect. Uh, okay. This is fucking fantastic. <laughs> and I was like, 
okay went to the neurologist neurologist was like no bro this has been there since like the second trimester of birth like oh wow you, you had this your whole life he's like you had any lightheadedness you have you know mm -hmm. like you like just ask sight sound smells anything like that and i was like no i've just been i'm just living my just life living my life like fucking Hooligan. that's cr well because i wonder if because if you had it like during like developing that if your body like your brain just probably got used to it being there and just moved other shit around yeah. like the neuroways yeah, you know how your body the, like the, compensates the neurologist said that it was calcified which means it had been there long enough for bone to start forming out. like holy your shit. body like my body was like, yeah, this isn't supposed to be here. Yeah, so we're just going to seal so it up. We're just going to wrap this up <laughs> and forget about it. Never happened. And it's fine. It's, it's almost just like me. <laughs> oh, that's say, a problem? No. No, that's not a that's problem. buried underneath six layers of blankets in the corner. <laughs> it's perfect. Right where it is. Never look at it. That's insane. Mine was, um, mine was also caught... Um, um, like on accident, like I actually went and I got health insurance because I, I felt like a lump in my left breast, and I was like, oh, like like titty cancer doesn't run in in my family right. at all, and that's like definitely kind of a hereditary thing. But I do smoke, but I do have a lot of cysts, like they're just big, heavy, right. like the type of tissue and shit. So a lot of women we just have like benign cysts and so i just thought that maybe it was like something like that but my friends are like you need to go to the doctor go to the doctor but in order for a woman to go get a mammogram even though at the time i was how old was i, I was 42 yeah because it happened like two years ago um i still have to go to a doctor and, t and ask that doctor to give me a referral to go get a mammogram what? which is insane it's like yo i feel a lump why can't i just get this like i it's a lump right not in america no you have to go tell a doctor hey doctor i have a lump the doctor has to be like oh yeah that is a lump let me send you to another doctor who will also tell you whether or not it's a cancerous lump. a cancerous <laughs> lump yes so um so i went i'm like oh i need a pap smear anyway went and got a pap smear and they kept calling and i because like i forgot that doctors only call you if something's wrong and that like i it just surpassed me so about two weeks later like it was like they called me a couple times a day i finally i'm like call them back i'm like yo i'm like shit what's wrong i'm like do i have aids or something i'm like because being like a former sex worker like i would get tested constantly right. you know and you know over the past couple of years i've only been with like two or three people right um so even then you know if we haven't been together for a while like i would still go get tested but i hadn't been tested you know it was a whole quarantine shit so i've literally only been with the one person that, right yeah so i was like all right so at first, she's like, okay, well, one, you do have HPV. I'm like, oh, it finally got me. <laughs> finally fucking got me. I was out running that one. I was like, I was doing so good four years. Never got it. Herpes too. Knock on wood. Yeah, uh, fucking real. Knock on fucking wood. Don't but yeah, HPV. And I was like, okay. I'm like, okay. And then she's like, also, like, we found some other cells. Like, we need you to come in. We need to do a biopsy. So do all that. And then, yeah. Um. And in that process, I'm still like trying to get my titties checked out. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm also kind of suicidal. I'm like, this is like winning the lottery. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I don't have to do it myself. It's just so nice. Um, nobody likes that joke, by the way. I'm glad you're laughing. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. 
<laughs> but um, don't have to kill myself by myself. Yeah. I can actually just move to Oregon and do it and get the real good drugs. Yes. And uh, not sit in my car with the exhaust on. Um, oh, did you hear about that shit in Canada? How they're starting to offer uh, assisted, medically assisted suicide? Oh, that's actually cool. As an, op- as an option. Like, for I, well, I heard that like some people with like BDP, like borderline personality disorder, that they were offering it to. I'm like, okay, that sounds yeah like, a little extra. I get well, terminally ill people. Yeah, you should. I mean, that goes against the Hippocratic oath, though. Like, your fr- the first yeah. thing you say is first. I swear to do no harm. Yeah, but if like, the person is in more pain being alive than they are dead, I mean. But like you would put down an animal if they were super sick, right? And like there's no way to help them. Like we do. Like we do. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Like I thought I was gonna have to put Lucy down a couple weeks ago because she's been having like problems holding her pee, and I, I freaked out. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to kill my dog. I'm not ready to kill my dog. <laughs> Uh, you can't die yet. I know you're old, but no. Like she's deaf. She's got cataracts. See, but she don't have to kill him. Though. No, no. He's just like no. She just needs to go out a couple more. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, that's it. I'm like, I don't. Oh, I could do that. I could take her out a couple more times. That's totally. <laughs> I can make a little more time in my day. Yeah, that's yeah. totally I fine. Thank God I don't have to kill her yet. <laughs> so happy. But no, there's like. If you like, if I if I have a terminal illness and I only have so long to live, like I'm gonna live as full as I can, but then I would I would want to go on my own terms, 100%. Like I don't want to die, like pain, like fucking big pharma and insurance companies right. all this money just to to stay alive when it's it's more painful for the people around me, you right. know, to see me just disintegrate or see anyone, you know. Just not be themselves. They've been doing a lot of uh, important studies on how LSD and ketamine and psilocybin Mm -hmm. and psychedelics, how they can do, how they can help with people come to uh, terms with that. Or not not only come to terms, but um, be more, I guess, willing to 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 face their their own mortality Mm -hmm. oh 100 (laughs) percent i have as someone who loves (laughs) to question my own mortality (laughs) especially while on drugs oh yeah no i faced it just take seven grams of shrooms and And, come to terms with it and come to terms with it be like i could live or die at any given time and it's true you're like you're never promised a day and sometimes i'd be like i wish i could take some days away and then maybe wake up and then be like but that's not how that's life. what drugs are for. That's you what drugs take are for. Days off, <laughs> a reality, and just step into your own little world. Um, how old were you when you first started, like doing drugs? Whenever I first started doing drugs, um, uh, the first time I ever smoked a joint, I didn't inhale, so it didn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. F- 11 12 with my sister she was like five years older she was dating this fucking drug dealer he sold meth and all kinds of shit he had like fucking four or five bmws and she had been kicked out of the house already so she was living with him of course so (laughs) she came and got me out of school one day and um went over to her boyfriend's house smoked a joint i didn't fucking know what the fuck i was doing Mm mm-hmm and then a couple years later, I started smoking a little bit more heavily. Didn't really pick up on smoking weed until after I was out of high school, after I was out of my stepdad's house. Mm-hmm. And uh, so 
drugs and pool were the reasons that I dropped out of college. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going and, to school for? Um, I was I was go I wanted to go be a pilot, but um, okay, the yeah. tumor probably had an effect on that. I no? had no idea about the tumor at the time. Oh, I didn't oh find yeah, out. yeah, I didn't yeah. Until later, I was after after I was out of college. Um, but yeah, so was going to be a, a pilot, and then ran into my one and only love pool, mm-hmm. um, and just blew off every single class that I had to stay in the game room shooting pool. Okay. There was this like fucking 33 year old dude there who'd been going to school for like forever. <laughs> just a perpetual student. Just, yeah, just a perpetual student. And he was fucking, he was in there playing and I went and played and he kicked my ass so bad that I li- just, I gave up on everything else. I was like, no, I'm going to beat you. Yeah. Okay. One day I'm going to be you. <laughs> Specifically. You. Yes, just that one guy. <laughs> and so I just got to play and he would go off to class. I'd be like, fuck you, you're not playing. This is my chance to get better. Mm-hmm. And I, I beat everyone in that school at least twice, but I never beat him. You still never beat him? I've still never beat him and I still hold that grudge to this day because he kicks my ass so badly. He made all of my balls and so whenever you, sh- I don't know how much you play, play pool, pool right? yeah. Alright, so for everyone who doesn't play pool, if you hit the opponent's ball, it's their shot. Mm-hmm. But he would make my ball and in making my ball, he would put the cue ball right beside or behind one of his balls. Mm-hmm. So that way you so hit it. No matter where I shot, I was still hitting his ball. And so it was his shot again. Oh, that's sneaky. That's dirty. He made every one of my balls that way. And then fucking made all of his. And then made the eight. And then fucking continued to beat everyone else. And then I played him again. Mm -hmm. And then he made all of his balls. And then made each one of mine. And then made the eight. Oh, that's just kind of like a slap in the face. And for people who don't play pool, that's really rude. I was fucking, I was fucking furious. I used to play a lot um, in my 20s. Me, I'm all right. Like, like if I play consistently, I I, I could be all right. Um, now, probably not so much. It's kind of like the luck of the draw. Also depends on how much I drink. Right, right. Because right. every time I drink, like if I go, have you been to Patty McGuire's yet? No, not yet. Um, it's this Irish pub that used to be next door to the old stand comedy club. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on, um, it's on like third between like 19th and 20th, uh, but they have pool tables in the back. So a lot of times we would close out the stand at like midnight one and then go over there. Yeah. I'd be hammering. I'm like, let's play pool. <laughs> I remember how to play. No, I don't. No, the fuck I don't. No, no, a little bit. I'll get a couple shots in just so people know. I'm like, okay, at least I could still fucking do that. Right, right. But it is one of those things that you, it's a skill that you have to keep up yeah. every fucking day, basically. Did you ever want to be like a professional pool player? I always, I never thought about it because growing up in that little town, it mm-hmm. was like you fucking you worked for the oil field or you worked for you know one of the retail places in that town. Or yeah, and then for a car dealership or some shit like that. Yeah, so that it was, was like, it. Nobody from our town had ever gone out and actually done anything mm-hmm. like. So that was another reason for moving away from there. Well, that makes sense. You just recently moved to? Yes, I just recently moved up here last April. So this is like your first time in like, so you went from a small ass town 
to a big ass city, <laughs> like one of the oh, biggest yeah. cities in the world. <laughs> I mean, go big or go back home. Right, for real, go back home. But um, <laughs> no, I've, um, I moved from a uh, little town in in Louisiana, like right above the fucking armpit. So then we moved to like Slidell area. I don't know where that is. Slidell is like 20 minutes outside of New Orleans. Okay, that I do know. And then I moved from there to a small town again uh, called Bay St. Louis, which is like 30 minutes from New Orleans, but it's like right on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi. Okay. And it's it's a wonderful I'm place. sure it's beautiful. It's fucking gorgeous. The people there are amazing. Mm-hmm. It's, there's really nothing you can do better than that place. Yeah. Like New York's great and all, but being able to go walk out on the beach at two o'clock in the morning, there's no one there. I do miss like the small town kind of like I grew up, you know, well, I grew up in Milwaukee and then we moved to different suburbs and stuff like that. My grandparents lived in like unincorporated kind of like right. hillbilly towns. And, and now that I'm older and I've lived in multiple major cities across the country, I'm like, I want to live in a town with like three people and a gas station. <laughs> That's all I want. Maybe two churches like my, my great grandmother's a town that she lived in had one gas station that also kind of served as like part of a grocery store. Okay. Um, they had two bars and then three churches. And it had a hundred people. <laughs> it was the perfect place. <laughs> so, that's that's a little small for me. There were there were a lot of little towns around Bay St. Louis like that. Like uh, there was this little town called Kiln. They had one bar. They had two gas stations, mm-hmm. and they had a. Uh, have you ever? Have you ever? Do you know what Awards is? Is that like a not a gro? Is it like a five no. and dime kind of store? No, it's like a uh, it's like a fast food store. Oh no! Nope. Serve, they serve sloppy joes basically. <gasps> I love sloppy joes. <laughs> what? No, I've never heard of words. And I'm a big connoisseur. When when I'm on the road, at least yeah. I try to eat at least like one fast food place, like a Whataburger or yeah, it's like a really shitty Whataburger. <laughs> it's a really <laughs> shitty Whataburger. Like... I mean, Whataburger is kind of shitty. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, so if you can imagine taking Whataburger down and like... make it, oh god, that's <laughs> take hilarious. It down yeah, a lot of those small towns, that's all they they have. Oh, but I was saying oh, yeah. they have. They had this uh, this one bar, mm-hmm. and it's called um, the Broke Spoke. Okay, and uh, the Broke Spoke is a beer only bar, but you can bring your own liquor, and they'll they'll provide you with cups and ice. Nice. Um, and the roof is lined with bras and panties. Uh, <laughs> a lot of bikers go there. Um, a lot, a lot of redneck hillbilly ass. <laughs> We're missing a lot of bras and panties. <laughs> Not missing, voluntarily. Voluntarily, the, yeah. I only asked if it was a biker bar because in um in Sturgis and in Daytona there are bars that yeah it's just bras and underwear. I'm sure, I'm sure at one point in time it was a, a biker bar. It might it might actually be still, but yeah, it's just. It's one of those places. It's uh. I see. I love. I grew up in those kind of bars. I love those bars. Yeah. That's that's how I learned how to shoot pool when I was like seven. Yeah. For random dudes, be like, here, sweetheart, I'll teach you how to do this. Here's a quarter for the jukebox. <laughs> now go play. A, now go play this one in finger wagon tunes. <laughs> I um. There's this one bar. It was called Barrel Riders in uh, in Milwaukee. This sounds like a real classy place. It uh it was it was it was based off of um, 
the Lord of the Rings books, like the books, um, The Hobbit and shit like that. So okay. it had um, borders. Yeah, it was this weird part. But my mom always went there. And uh, this is, I want to say, 84, 83. So I'm, I'm a child. I'm very young, like between the ages of like five to seven, maybe. Um, and the Beastie Boys fight for your right to party had came out. Uh-oh. And um I loved love <laughs> the amount that I love this song. Um that I would every time I got a quarter it was supposed to be for a game or something like that, I would put fight for your right to party in. Um and I I come to realize, oh that's autism. That's why I like listening to the same song over and over and over and over again, mom. Um but we didn't know that back then. To the point where they would have to unplug the jukebox and then just give my mom like quarters back because I would play that song so what? much. <laughs> you gotta fight. And just some six-year-old girl in a bar screaming, fight for your right to party. I'm like, and you didn't see what you were creating, mom? You didn't see that monster you created? <laughs> you could have stopped all of this. <laughs> right, right. So what did the um, what did the doctor say? Like, after you had the tumor and stuff removed, did they, like, say anything about, like, drug use? Like, were they... Um, they were very uh, specific about um, being... being uh, what's the word I'm looking for? More... Um, I guess more budgeted cautious i guess you could use the word cautious. limited i guess you could use those <laughs> words but i don't necessarily like them. <laughs> need to pay a little bit more attention uh, yes they those were some of the things some that, of, did they um did they actually have to take out like part of the brain or just were they able to just because sometimes they have to like cut out parts or did they well, just it was, it, it was part of the brain like it oh was it in, like it literally was grew in my brain like it wasn't Jesus. up on the top yeah like on the side it was inside inside so they had to cut away pieces of my brain and peel it back yeah go in and well the only times that they do that is when they know that that's part of the brain that like yes you still use it but it's not like like an act like it doesn't affect anything well i don't know if it affects a whole lot of things because i've had i've had seizures whenever i've been taken well i would i haven't really been taking my medicine um I haven't hadn't taken my medicine at the time for like a year and a half because mm-hmm. you know it was just fucking a hassle to go get it and you had to go back I had to go back to my neurosurgeon or my neurologist and get mm-hmm. them to prescribe. Is it more. like expensive as shit too? It's extremely fucking expensive. Like I had I had got it refilled up here like a few months ago and they wanted to charge me like eight hundred bucks for it. Thank God for good RX, right? Oh my God, I was just gonna tell you about that. Yeah, yeah. I I had insurance and I have to use good RX for right. some for my fucking Adderall prescription. Right. And it was a it was a ninety day supply, and they wanted to charge me like eight hundred bucks for it, and I was like, "Fuck you, yo!" And you have to take that every day. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll have seizures. Yeah. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I know, fucking right. The system is so fucked it's up. Fucking ridiculous. Like, but so, um. At one point, I was I'd started taking my medicine, mm-hmm. and I went. I had a boxing gym that I used to go to uh, in Slidell, and uh, we were we were working out pretty hard. And I think we were doing like some crunches or something, and it was just on the groundwork. And I was fucking mm-hmm. like it was hurting, and I was pushing through it. And yeah, I was like this is good. I like this. Fucking. Yeah. And then next thing you know, I wake up and like everyone's fucking standing around yeah, you. And I'm like can't come back to this gym anymore. Right. 
<laughs> I've done that. I've embarrassed myself too much. I can't come back. Or people, because if you do go back, people are like, oh, that's the kid who sees. We got to watch him because yeah, he made like, sees again. Take it easy on this guy. Don't hit him. Don't yeah. Him. Like, I don't want, I don't want to be fucking babied whenever I come to a boxing gym. I come yeah. here to fucking hit people and get hit. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, probably getting hit in the head isn't a good thing for you, though. It might not be, but it, it builds character. It does. Oh, trust me. I've been smacked around quite a bit. <laughs> not to brag or anything, but I was abused as a child. <laughs> and let me tell you, I could take a right hook. <laughs> builds character. It, it builds character and trauma responses like nothing else. I go to um, I go to a kickboxing class that... Um, that, that we do like partner drills and stuff like that, but not really. It's like you have a big, um, it's more like aerobic. Okay. And, and then you have like a bag where you could kick yeah. it and, and stuff like that if you're into that. Because if you want to hit stuff where you don't get hit. Oh, no, no, no. No, you want to get I hit. I like the hit, getting hit part. It's the part It's the part that makes the hitting it fun. It really does. Like. It does. I do agree with that. That's why I, I have to watch out for violent stuff, though, because I like it a lot. Right. And I'm afraid that one day I'm going to snap and just start committing more violence <laughs> yeah yeah well when i was younger i had some really bad anger issues and I, and I fought a lot in high school i fought a lot of dudes in high school um i didn't really have any girl bullies and i couldn't figure it out until last night actually we were talking about it. i'm like oh i didn't get bullied by girls because i was beating up dudes it's because you were the bully <laughs> probably to be honest <laughs> not, not no no, I was actually like I had some bullies like in grade school and stuff like that, um, which was understandable because I was a weird kid. But uh, in high school, no, I was like I only fought people like dudes that um, like there was one fight. This dude tried to rape one of my girlfriends at a party. And so um, I remember like I had him by one hand. It was like pounding his head into the lock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Type shit. So like I would beat up people who deserved it. Right. Right. That's that was always my thing because my dad had always taught me and like he would practice. He's like, you got to let a person, especially in the state of Wisconsin, stand your ground state. He's like, you got to let a person hit you at least three times and then you hurt them Aaliyah <laughs> I was like yes dad wait you have to you have to let them hit you three because the, times because self-defense then because then you're like no don't I mean after me. the first one it's it's self-defense uh well because I'm bigger my because my dad's 610 he's uh, like, it's like because you're bigger people are going to expect you to be the fighter which is true the taller like they always automatically just assume that you're fine I know some really tall people that are babies be right. like I don't want to fight I'm a baby I don't like to fight. <laughs> please don't do that. But if you're one of the tallest guys in the room, people the, they, they just look at you. They're like as a threat. Yeah, you're just automatically a threat. So like he had always, he's like, let a person hit you three times. And it's also he's like for lawyers, it's like it's good. People say <laughs> hit her three times, and then she snapped his neck. And like she told him to stop. I never did that. Though. He had three strikes. He did. He did. Yeah, you gotta let a person hit you. <laughs> And now, because the the laws in New York are so different, um, like if if some dude were to try to rob me and um, like I break his arm or something like that, um, he could sue me for breaking his arm. The fuck? Even though he was trying to rob me or like rob or rape me, yeah, like the fuck? He could sue me for breaking his arm. 
and I was like, yo, I don't like these laws I too much. Either, I That's don't know. Thing. Because I, t- I took a couple, like every once in a while, I'll take like refresher, like self-defense classes. Right. Be like, so I still got it? All right. Uh, <laughs> I don't, by the way. I really, I don't. I'm a pussy. Um, but try it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Give it a try. Yeah, Come but on. every every class that I have, they're always telling me, they're, they're like, yeah, um, you have to be careful. Like if you really injure somebody, even though they were trying to do harm onto you, they can like sue you civilly or something. It's some weird fucking law that I was like, yo, so like, let's say someone's trying to murder me and I murder him instead and I kill him and like I like his family can sue me like I don't. It's a it's a lot that I don't want to look into. I'm just gonna be like I I still live by my Wisconsin law. Right, Sorry. Right. Sorry, bro. You, you, <laughs> I told you to stop. I stood my ground. I stood. <laughs> <laughs> I guess in in New York, like in the city of New York, it's it's so hard to get a gun, but you can have a shotgun because that's um like home defense. Yeah, I don't I don't understand that a lot about New York. It's like you can have a gun, mm-hmm. but you can't have it outside your house. Mm-hmm. So how how do you get it to your house? You have to travel with it in the trunk of your car, and the bullets normally have to be separated from what the gun. You don't have a car. That is true that's too. Like, yeah, a lot of people don't have cars. Yeah, I was gonna say with ten million people. And you can't have it. Del- I was thinking about having my friends because um, even like trying to buy like random self defense, I like a taser. Right. You can't get delivered here. I had to like I ordered some shit. Um, from China and they had to deliver it like they said it was going to be delivered I was a little worried because it was a knife you right. can't have knives delivered right. and uh, for so they sent it to some place in like Kansas City and then Kansas City was able to ship it to me and I was like I'm not going to ask questions I'm like I got <laughs> I got my little weapon there's, which is fine there's, there's a fucking a fucking uh, front in Kansas, right? Like bagels or some shit, and they're fucking Just in the back mailing out knives and- to women in New York for self defense. <laughs> I was thinking though, because because you can have gun parts like mailed to you, so I was thinking of just having my friends randomly send me parts of a gun until I have yeah, just, just send me a Glock piece by piece. Yeah, <laughs> basically, and I build it here. I mean, I could go to Wisconsin, buy a gun, and then just drive it back. Like you could have guns you just can't get caught right with them i'm not allowed to have guns that's now. something else that i don't understand about new york because it's like there's there's all these gun laws mm-hmm. about not being able to have guns here but what does that stop criminals not really no they just get if more creative they're, if they're criminals they're gonna they're have... already breaking the law so they don't give two fucks about your law saying that they can't have no. a gun anyway yeah because they're gonna have because guns regardless they do have guns they're already breaking the law yeah why the fuck would they give a shit about not you saying oh you can't have that gun it's against the you law you can't have it i guess it does keep some guns off the streets i don't well it keeps guns out of the law-abiding citizens hands which like which makes makes it much easier for criminals to fucking run, take, ra- run take, wild. Take advantage of them. I remember right when I was like moving out of Wisconsin. Now they have like carry and conceal laws. Right. Where um and I told all my friends have. I'm like, oh, I would have mine. If I lived there. I'd carry my gun. <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of states are going to just constitutional carry, where you don't even have to have a concealed carry. Oh yeah, where it's just it's okay. Also, we don't have muskets though. Okay, like when they wrote that law, uh, they they there's there's a lot of debate about that. But yeah, the point is is that there's letters exchanged between our founding fathers and someone else, and the other dude's like, so if I just get a cannon, I can have it, and he's like, fuck 
fucking Second Amendment, bro. Take it. Like, well, they also <laughs> said was it Andrew Jackson? I think it was Andrew Jackson, um, where he said that the Constitution should be updated every it, 10, it 15, should. 20 years. Uh, that's one of my favorite fucking Rogan bits. He's like, if we brought one of the founding fathers back here, mm-hmm. if we brought Benjamin Franklin back here, he'd be like, you didn't write any new shit, right? <laughs> I never heard that joke. I never heard that. Yeah, that's actually, yeah, that sounds like a Rogan joke to me. <laughs> Be like, wait, nothing? You kept everything the same. Like, wait, you didn't write anything else? <laughs> You're just keeping, wow, okay. That's fucking insane. Yeah, we do need, but it's also the same with, um, people are freaking out because now they have um they have a place here in the city where people can go um get like clean needles and and stuff like that and um and like narcan or or whatever you know maybe help get cleaned up and some people are like oh that's gonna cause more blah 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 it's like no statistically all of the science that has been done in other countries that have this readily available for all users there's less drug use (laughs) they're cleaner um they're the the people who do use actually are more productive in society (laughs) they're accepted more because it is a mental illness and you do need to treat it as a mental illness and not as a criminal offense right a a lot of people go into those like fucking clean shoot up areas and like that's where a lot of people think about it and they're like what the fuck am i doing Mm -hmm. like because if you you literally if you go into a a government building and you get clean needles from like a nurse or a doctor and they show you to a little booth and you sit down in there and you know they're all sitting outside just waiting on you to you know fucking kill yourself basically yeah slowly kill yourself yeah it's it's a lot of people sit down in there and they're like what the fuck am i doing they have a lot of epiphanies or reevaluate a lot of things and also i would think as someone because when when i especially when i first started doing like cocaine I thought it was fun and like naughty, you know, where, where you go, right, right. Where, where you're going in the bathroom stall with your friend and you have a little razor blade and yeah, a mirror yeah. and it's like a whole process. Like the process is the fun part. Right. I'm like that's almost more fun than doing drugs. Well, the well, being no, high maybe. is pretty fun. Yeah, no, being fun <laughs> is really high. But I'll, well, for me, I also, I'm like, especially when I'm doing coke, I'm like, I love to chop it. And then if I have my little jars yeah, with my little, little spoons, yeah. it's like the whole process thing. Like that also kind of takes away like the glamour of doing mm-hmm. drugs when it's like oh no you're okay to do them because like the whole point of me doing some drugs is because i was told not to do right, them right i'd be like well now i'm going to do double that amount right. but yeah so that is that thing in, in, in some people's brains where it's like oh this isn't as fun anymore right it's it, like the novelty has has run off and i'm just not not into it anymore. I yeah. wish I could say that about cocaine. However, <laughs> it's been it's been months. It has been months. So mostly because I'm I'm kind of vain and I would like to keep my nose. <laughs> <laughs> if all of a sudden I start missing teeth, then you know I'm smoking crack. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to do all that. We no, like that. I actually I. And the village, like always being down in the village, you obviously you see um, certain characters <laughs> down there, um, especially after one of the guys I've actually had him on the show. You haven't had the pleasure of meeting him. He was great. Um, his name was Blinky. That you know that was his street name. Um, and he used to have a sign that uh, said "Will twerk for dollars." 
very cool guy, but he just he wanted to do heroin. That's that's yeah. that was his choice. He's like, this is the lifestyle that I'm choosing. A common choice. Yeah, and and he he got clean during quarantine, and now he oh, lives what? he lives in Ohio. Um, he's getting married. He has a job. Um, yeah, he's he's doing really well. But then there's a couple of the other ones that were there, you know, before quarantine before the whole pandemic um some of them are missing limbs now some of them are in wheelchairs now it's like oh you haven't you haven't reached that point yet it's like you're already at rock bottom but it's like some people that is just i know my dad was one of those people he's like i am going to do drugs right it's what i need to do it's what i want cool (laughs) okay a lot i've never i haven't met a whole lot of people that um that are very successful after making that choice. Like, no. oh, I just I just want to do drugs. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they're normally not. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some people, they, they live the life that they want, though, that um, accommodates their lifestyle. I, I knew a homeless man in L.A. He was really cool, had a dog. Um, our, my, me, um, our dogs got along really well. Like we would smoke pot and shit. He's like, and he was, uh, he was a big meth smoker. He's very open and honest yeah. about a Vietnam vet. It's like, I get my checks. He's like, I have, you know, I have a decent place to stay. I have food. Um, and then he's like, I, I, I do that. He's like, I need that. He's like the demons in my head, you know? And anytime a Vietnam vet says demons in his head, I'm like, I get it. I grew up with one. Yeah, I grew up with one too. My my stepdad from that little small town that mm-hmm. I grew up in, he was a he was a Vietnam vet. Yeah. He had he had he definitely had some demons, but um he, Yeah, that war fucked up a lot of people. Yeah. All of the people in. I don't know a single person that got out of that war unscathed that doesn't have something mentally or physically seriously fucked up with them. Right. Which sucks. That's where my dad found heroin. Uh, a lot of a lot of vets yeah. actually got hooked on, on fucking opium and shit because yeah. it was right there. Fucking and they had dens, fucking. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would I would give to go back to those days when the drugs were cleaner? They also weren't as potent, according to my mother, because I've gotten my mom stoned a couple of times with some weed from L.A. And she's like one hit and she is like, I can't move. <laughs> this is a woman, you know, and she's been smoking. since. The, she's like, this shit is really. What are they doing to it? Like they just grow it differently. Ma. That's just built different. It's just built different. That's all. I would I would like to try um, like some of the acid from back then, you know, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because mushrooms, you can't really fuck with mushrooms too much because they grow out of the ground unless you like add certain fertilizers or well, something. You can you can crossbreed them or you can breed them to have more potency shut the fuck up of course you can i don't know why it is selective breeding oh yeah selective. see that always sounds like creepy like we're fucking with like evolution or nature yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like like when they make all different types of dogs and shit i'm like i don't know if we should have that one no definitely not like, L- like i love pugs pugs are fucking the cutest dog we should not have them. but we should not have them those poor like they can't breathe they wouldn't survive they wouldn't like how Lucy's like she's a herding dog. I know that like she herds stuff Australian Kelpie. I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, like uh, no, she would die. She would die. She she well, she, she wouldn't have made it to that old. No, this is true. You're lucky you got me, bitch. <laughs> it's like French bulldogs. I don't understand. I love Frenchies. They're, They're cute. So They're cute. adorable. They, but they can't breed on their own. 
No. So that dog is not supposed to exist. They just right. keep breeding them. It's like, no, you need to fuck. No, they're, they're, they in vitro them. That's why they're so fucking expensive. Oh. It's because they have to in vitro the females. Jesus fucking Christ. I never knew that about And I like those dogs. So now I know people who have those. That's so dumb. That's, and that's also people like... who pay for Stop buying dogs. Stop buying animals. There's so many. Buy a kid. <laughs> like, take care of it. Like, if I were allowed, like, if I had enough money and were allowed to, like, adopt a kid or, like, foster kids, I, I want 100% what I want fucked up teenagers to be like, yo. Because <laughs> I had a fucked up childhood. I'm like, I'm going to help you out as much as I possibly can. <laughs> I don't know about teenagers. Teenagers are fucking insane. Psychopaths. Awful. Yeah. They're awful people. Teenagers are awful. I remember when I was a teenager, I was horrible. Oh, I was a terrible person. Just not good. But I was also like super fucked up and had like no mental health care. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I think I might jump on that boat. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and then so you have drugs to be like, this is a great coping mechanism. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> and dad. And dad, y'all did so great. You guys did great. It's like with my dad, everyone was always like, because he's bipolar, he needs his med. But but everyone else, like the first time I tried committing suicide, it'd be like, drink some baking soda and water and go to fucking school tomorrow. <laughs> and I did. I had to drink baking soda and water and I had to go fucking go to school the next day. It was gay. <laughs> yeah, that's, fucking, that's fucking terrible. <laughs> But the, back then, that's how they rub some dirt on it. Uh, that's how they handled like it's so weird because my mom's a nurse, so like physical ailments, she's on it right, right away, knows exactly. But mental health care, she doesn't even know that she has ADHD. I'm like, really? You don't? You, while you're watching TV and you're knitting and you're on your phone and you're playing your games, <laughs> you don't know you have 800 projects. <laughs> you don't know that you you're the one that I got my ADHD from. Oh, okay, sorry. No, no, you're perfectly mentally stable. Um, <laughs> That mirror looks like you could use some polish in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing. Have you ever done drugs with your parents? I have not, unfortunately. My sisters have both done drugs with my mom. Um, my dad is as straight-laced as they come. Yeah. He fought very hard to get out of his positioning. Um, like, his dad was an alcoholic and would come home and would beat them if they were late coming home from school, would sometimes just beat them just because he was late coming home from work. Yeah, just, oh yeah, just to beat just, to be beat. Yeah, yeah. Just, so he he uh, he found God and he just completely threw away every fucking thought of doing any kind of wrong. Like, he doesn't okay. drink, he doesn't smoke. He Well, he just recently started smoking cigarettes again after his second divorce, but... um, That's understandable. Yeah. It beats picking up another drink. Right. <laughs> Right. So he just plays golf and works. He's a real st fucking stickler. But my mom, she's uh, she's parties still. She uh, she parties whenever she's not around me. Okay, I'm the only boy, and I'm uh, are baby, you the baby of the family? I'm oh, the baby. So yeah, can, I'm, She she says this to me all the time. She's like, I'm still holding out hope for the boy. <laughs> <laughs> because both of my sisters are uh, mischievous. Uh, Scallywags. Scallywags. <laughs> I love that term. Are you pirate? <laughs> Sometimes. But um, <laughs> but, um no, she. <laughs> 
so uh, have you drank with her at all no she won't she won't drink she won't do anything around me if if i'm if i'm in the area like if i'm in a five mile radius she's like it's completely sober it's locked up she's not doing nothing oh that's crazy but the moment that i get outside of five miles away she's like oh yeah we can we can let loose well, she's party. gotten drunk with my sisters she's fucking smoked weed with my, one of my sisters like Aww. Yeah, she's a real bitch. I hate her. <laughs> Smoke pot with me, mom. I'm a grown up now. I get that. I smoked. I smoked weed with my mom and my dad. Um, I smoked weed with my dad first. Um, well, he was also like I was allowed to smoke cigarettes in the house because everyone in my mom's side of the family smoked cigarettes. wasn't that um, big of a deal. My mom would. My mom, like growing up, she preferred if I smoked weed over drinking just because she's like, she didn't want us driving right. around. We right. lost, you know, a couple of friends to drunk driving and stuff. But um, I did do cocaine with my dad once. That was weird. <laughs> that was not recommended. It's one of those things. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And then I did it. And I'm like, no. I feel like <laughs> feel like we should talk about like family stuff or something, but, but I'm like no, because when you're doing drugs, like the last people you want to be around are your fucking exactly. parents. Exactly. Definitely, I used to get drunk with my dad all the time. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, well, yeah, drinking. He would take us out when I was like eighteen, nineteen to like bars and stuff, and, yeah. and let let me drink. So that's also just a, probably a Wisconsin, like Midwestern. Yeah, I feel like that's a Midwest thing. Thing where it's just like, no, you could come in. Come on. <laughs> now, if I see a child at a bar, I'm like, you are horrible parents. <laughs> Do you have any idea what you're doing to your child? Just gonna end up a stripper. <laughs> Not all of us end up strippers. Just the fun ones. Just the fun ones. Um. Well. <laughs> This was very fun conversation. It has been. It has it's been. been very fun. I thank you so much for coming on. Um, I would say promote your social media, but we're not doing that. No, we're not. I don't. You I'm, will never find him. I'm not a huge social media fan anyway. Yeah, so. no, that's good. That's weird as as a younger person where you're like, I don't like it. Good, don't. It's fucking horrible. If I didn't need it for work, I would not have them. I'm I'm gonna have to start doing it because that's really the only way people communicate in this city, honestly. Like it is so obnoxious, it's, it's, right? When people have my phone number and they're DMing me on Instagram, I'm like, I get that I have do not disturb on all the time and my phone is on silent, but I'll see the text message before I see your DM. Right. Okay. What's, what's honestly, what's the point of even having the phone number at that point? Like, it's so, yeah, it is. Um, even when I tell people and then they're still messaging me on IG and I'm like, I don't, <laughs> can I block you on this? This is what I want to do. Um, well, you can find this wonderful show at How to Do Drugs Pod on Instagram and on Twitter. Obviously, uh, please rate and subscribe on uh, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Um, I may start putting some of the episodes that don't have videos on YouTube because there are some episodes that um, I have that I could just put the audio on. Yeah, and give it a cool, trippy background. A cool, fun background. <laughs> pictures of whatever the episode was about maybe the types of drugs um i am gonna try i've been planning a tour and i'm traveling a little bit more but I, I, yeah well that's the whole reason why i bought a car so i could actually start doing road gigs but then uh, 
I was like, do I still want to even exist? So I like put a halt on it. And I'm like, no, I do want to exist. So now I'm planning the tour again. Um, Can I afford his existence with this vehicle? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, fuck, I need some. Well, thank God the car is pretty much paid for. Um, but I'm going to try to do at least two episodes a month. But don't hold me to that because I say shit and then I don't do it. And then I feel bad. But um, that's why I... Stop saying shit. Um, <laughs> I am starting another podcast. Oh, this one's a monthly one. It's going to be with uh, Christy Miller. It's called Old School, New School. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with Christy Miller, uh, she used to open for Paul Mooney. Um, she's a paid regular at the comedy store. She's been doing, and Andrew Dice Clay. She's opened up for Andrew Dice Clay all the time. She's uh, a 27-year comedy vet, and uh, me being an eight-year newbie, uh, that's still new, I guess, <laughs> in, in comedy. That's what they say. And that's what they say. Um, even though I feel like I'm 900 years old, <laughs> comedy has aged me way more than porn ever did. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but yeah, it's going to be uh, from the like an older perspective of, of the comedy business and, and the newer uh, view and uh, and everything in between from you know the female comedian perspective, which everyone loves to hear. Everyone loves to hear about the female, female comedy perspective. <laughs> <laughs> but at least me and me and Chrissy are basically dudes. Uh, <laughs> the way the way we are, but yeah. Uh, so that um, we're going to be doing that at the comic strip. So uh, be on a lookout for that one too. That one's probably going to be a monthly. Um, as well, because uh, she's also doing some traveling and stuff. But um, yeah, I am going to keep the podcast going. I am going to try to do some of the fun stuff that I, I wanted to do. Um, I just need to find the motivation um, for it. <laughs> I have ADHD. I'm allowed some stuff. I'm like, yes, I want to do it. And then now I'm like, I don't even want to look at it. You have plenty of motivation. It's just focus. It, it, oh, yeah. That's, that's why true. the cocaine helps. It really, I should get some. <laughs> no, I have, I have. Yeah, I need to get some too, but. No, <laughs> no, you're not allowed. We need to save your money for your medication and for your brain. That's what good RX is for. Oh, good RX. All right. Uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. Love you. Bye.